Well, after a very challenging day yesterday, we've got meteorologist Dean DeVore at AccuWeather World Headquarters, and we're in for the big chill, I guess, as we get toward the weekend. Dean, you, you talked about the wind gusts. Latrobe yesterday, 68 miles an hour. It's crazy. Yeah, and, uh, and that just translated eastward. Um, look, the wind issue is not over today, so we'll talk about that in a second. But um, before we get to the Arctic Blast, kids, we got another storm that's going to do similar things to this last one uh, as we go into Friday, early Saturday, before that Arctic air just really starts to invade us. So, yeah, it's mad. And and I'm telling you, if you've got travel today and you're trying to get up to like New York City, uh, Providence, Boston, I, I'd I'd stop and oh. re- rethink because they are having massive flooding problems around New York City this morning. Providence is flooded out because of the rain and the wind. They had four to five inches of rain in some of those Whoa. areas, three, two to four inches around New York City, and they had even stronger winds than us. There were some reports of 60 to 80 mile per hour gusts up along the uh, southeast New England coast. Now, this first storm is uh, exiting, but its wind field is still keeping us under wind advisories. Right now, I'm looking around. I'm seeing gusts to 30. 30, 35, I imagine up on the ridges. Uh, this is always the case in these scenarios where we could see gusts to 40 to 50 miles per hour. So their wind advisories out, especially for the highlands off to the north and east. Um, as we go through today, uh, we're, we're seeing some rain or snow showers, kind of part of the flow off of this system that's going on uh, and moving out to the north and east today. Temperatures will stew around this afternoon into the mid to upper 30s. Tonight, we're looking at temperatures to drop back to the low 30s, still breezy, breezy tomorrow, some sun out a little bit, low 40s, and then another wind and rainmaker, a similar ilk to uh, this last one coming in the afternoon Friday into Friday night before starting to go over to some snow showers as the colder air then wraps around this on Saturday. Here are the temperature highs that we have in this forecast for Sunday and Monday. Low to mid-20s on Sunday. Monday's high may be barely getting to 20, 22 or so. And with wind, the real fields will be in the single digits and teens. And I would imagine the lake effect snow machine will be in full gear then, and we'll have some flurries and snow showers to add to the frivolity of all of that. All right, man. Uh, it's tough right now, Marty, to be honest with yeah. you, because I, you know, my great uh, relationship with AccuWeather and our Odyssey stations, I'm on here, yep. I'm on in Chicago, yep. I'm on in Detroit and in New York and every single place I'm looking. I have problems this morning and wow. I think we'll have problems all week long here with with this weather, uh, especially. I mean, we're going to get. We're mainly on the rainy side of this next storm, but it is looking like an all-out blizzard potential in that Friday-Saturday storm for Chicago back to Detroit, even down to a place like St. Louis. And then with all this Arctic air that's coming in behind this as we go through the weekend early next week, there may be a coastal storm that comes up along the eastern seaboard and blasts areas uh, from us eastward with some snow later Tuesday into Wednesday. Well, your observation is so spot on. So if those four or five inches of rain is snow, we're talking 40, 50 inches of snow, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Ten to one is the normal wow. um, uh, on a, on an average. Amazing. Colder temperatures create higher ratios, twenty to one. Uh, kind of sloppy situations no like idea. thirty, thirty-four. It's uh, you know less than than the ten to one ratio usually. Right. So take a deep breath now, relax. Yeah, you, you seem a little yeah. testy. You all right? Well, I, I am, and but I know you're. Aren't you going to ask me about Sunday in Buffalo? I mean, yeah. you ask me every all morning. Right. <laughs> take it easy, easy big fella. <laughs> all right. Uh, Have a coconut like smile. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Can I put anything in that Coke? Uh, it looks <laughs> it looks cold, windy, and snowy on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I think we got lake effect. I think we got you know maybe they're maybe plowing the lines. I think we've nice. got temperatures in the twenties. I nice. think we got real fields in the single digits and teens. Good. I'm glad I'll be firmly ensconced in my uh, in my living room. With but that my gives us the, that gives us the edge, bro. We could win that game because of what you're saying. You think? Oh, well, yeah. I, I think it evens the playing it field does, to sir. some degree. Especially... Okay, all right. Oh, from that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought you were saying that Pittsburgh plays better in snow than Buffalo, and I don't know. That well, it slows Buffalo game. down. Yeah, right. it, I agree with that. It yep. slows down their unbelievable passing game, and the yeah, Steelers have been running amazing. the ball. So uh, that that would tend to, I think, favor the Steelers. Anyway. We'd send you some donuts from Oakmont if you were close, or like a punch ski or two. <laughs> I might get, uh, I might get down there. I might just, I may just hide from here and just come down, and they'll find me in your studio somewhere. We don't I'm mind, man. He gets Sorry. anxious anytime we get close to Groundhog Day, Marty. All right, <laughs> Dino, hey, get back. Where are you going next? Chicago, uh, New York. Uh, New York is okay. on next. Go, here in go, 15 go. Fifteen seconds. I'm You're... AccuWeather meteorologist E. Devore. One hundred point one FM, AM ten twenty, KDKA. There he goes, off to New York. The testy. Yeah, he's he's angry. Here, <laughs> yesterday, Mike Tomlin, Steelers head coach, uh, faced the media horde. Are you going to play this? Yeah, that's a stupid question. Two things. One, he talked about playing in the in the weather. Was really pleased with you know our ability to deal with the elemental component of it. The elements were a major factor for both teams. Obviously, the ball security was challenging, but it was challenging for both. I just like the general spirit in which the guys played in the face of some of those things. And uh, all right, now the, here here's the big money shot from the nearly half hour. They went a little extra, I guess, because it's playoffs. At the quarterback position, we'll stay with Mason Rudolph. Much like in the spirit of in which we worked a week ago, we'll just simply stand with the hot hand and yeah. not disrupting the apple cart. We've been in some tough circumstances. He's delivered. We've delivered. And so we will continue in that vein. And uh, you don't have the dumb reporter question. Yeah, I do. I'll get Please it. Please play it. Um, this, is why, this is why they start hating us. They so find us to be so ignorant. They sit there in this room, right? Right. And every week. They go over this series of questions, but uh, this uh, this one in particular. So Stupid. He made it clear that Mason Rudolph was yeah. going to talk. Now, listen carefully. Right. Can you pick it so listed as the first quarterback there? Why aren't you ready to maybe commit to Mason at that spot whenever Mitch and Mason switched earlier this season? I'm sorry, what's your question again? Why isn't Mason listed as the first quarterback with Kenny Hall? Would it make you feel better if I did? We're going about our business cultivating a plan to win this week. We care less about division of labor in terms of what's on pieces of paper and depth charts uh. and so forth, and more strategically how we utilize the tools at our disposal in the effort to cure victory. I've been transparent with you guys. He's got the hot hand. He's going to maintain control of the ball. I don't know why that is a, an issue, to be quite honest with you. Thank you, Coach. And then the mind-numbing sports doofuses who say anything to hack anyone off, make a big deal that he wasn't nice to this female reporter because all she wanted to know why Mason wasn't listed as number one on a list. On the depth chart. Is this as good as it gets? I'm not worried about pieces of paper, Marty. I'm not either. I'm worried about winning a damn football game. This is why they get game. so irritated Score with Score some points. And by the way, what's happened in sports, and Pat McAfee in particular, we should get into this later, that he starts out as this nice guy, talking sports now he's this polarizing figure because he has friggin let's Aaron talk Rogers about on there let's talk about that coming yeah. up on the big k morning show 
Download the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Take us with you wherever you go, and we'll keep you updated on everything you need to know. Meanwhile, for those that don't know, Plum High School grad, NFL kicking alum, Pat McAfee has made his mark in television, radio, podcasting, college football game day, and he made it in large part because he had this relationship with uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and he's had Aaron Rodgers on. And it's awesome. I was referring to the fact that if there is a list, which, again, this hasn't come out yet. This Aaron Rodgers. deposition, right? And there are names on it. And that would be the second time that a soft brain junior college student, you know, wacko, anti-vax, anti-Semite, purveyor, spreader of misinformation, conspiracy theorist, MAGA, whatever other things have been said by him and other people in the media would be right twice. So... So what, what that is, 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 and here's what happens with Aaron Rodgers, whether you like him or not. He's a quarterback, Larry. And there he's going off. Again, he can't stop on Jimmy Kimmel. And by the way, this goes on for 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, man. And my point is this. Play football, man. Well, he's mad at Jimmy Kimmel for Jimmy Kimmel in one of his monologues did some jokes about. Oh, he did it in 40 of them. They're like seventh graders. But here's what's troubling about what Pat allows, because he can't manage Aaron Rodgers because he's a big star and doesn't know what to tell him. Aaron Rodgers spends 35 minutes talking about COVID is fake. The vaccines don't work. And if you get COVID, take vitamin D. I'm not exaggerating. Vitamin C. Fauci's a conspiracy theorist liar. And nothing about COVID is real. And my point is, regardless of how you feel about COVID, what happens with a show like Pat's, who's very talented and insanely gifted. Now, he's on the front page of the Wall Street Journal again for all the wrong reasons. Right. You know what I'm saying, Larry? Plus, he had a he called out one of the executives right. at ESPN. And they did it about 12 times again yesterday. By name. Naming the guy. That he's a jerk and he's a clown. Ends. I'm not sure how this ends for him yet. Right. But what it does is, okay, he has a massive audience, but at some point, that massive audience turns on you thinking, you tell us day in and day out, this show is here to have fun. And now it's not fun anymore. It's politics, you're attacking. It's and, politics and COVID and the COVID vaccine and conspiracy theories. I love Aaron Rodgers. I find him to be gifted. But I think he should stay in his lane, which should be football. But I, he can't. I think, yeah, do they ever talk about football? Yeah, they do. <laughs> A little. Yesterday, the nation found out that our Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has had prostate cancer and surgery, a surprise to even the president. CBS's David Martin. Secretary Austin had surgery for prostate cancer more than two weeks ago, but hid the diagnosis from his commander-in-chief. The president didn't know about the diagnosis until this morning. Austin underwent surgery on December 22nd. CBS News chief medical correspondent Dr. John LaPook describes the operation, which the Pentagon called an elective medical procedure. When you take out the entire prostate, it is a major operation. On New Year's Day, Austin began to suffer complications. Including nausea with severe abdominal hip and leg pain. Initial evaluation revealed a urinary tract infection. 
this is an unusual complication. Usually these surgeries, uh, they are big operations, but people recover very well, uh, generally without any kind of a complication like this. Admitted to the ICU with a tube down his nose to drain his stomach, Austin turned over his powers as Secretary of Defense to his deputy, but waited three full days before telling the White House he was in the hospital. It is not optimal for a situation like this uh, to go as long as it did without the commander-in-chief knowing about it. That's not the way this is supposed to happen. The White House ordered all cabinet secretaries to immediately report whenever they are not able to perform their duties. And the Pentagon began a review of what took so long. Austin's spokesman provided one answer. Despite the frequency of prostate cancer, discussions about screening, treatment, and support are often deeply personal and private ones. And that's Bam. right there. That's it, Larry. And by the way, I get it. Here's the thing. And I remember when this started having, uh, happening to me. You're a man's man. I'm a manly guy. I'm a sexual guy. I'm the man. And then you start having issues as simple as uh, urinating, quite frankly. Uh, frequency, quite frankly. Um, and you want to kind of manage it yourself because that's what guys do. You don't want to talk to anyone about it because that's what guys do. But you have to. And, and quite frankly, it's, it's why I ended up uh, in the office of Dr. Costa. Because first of all, he's renowned. Second, he's an unbelievable guy in terms of patient care, and he understands the sensitivity of this. Doctor, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Marty and Larry. How are you? Good. We're with Dr. Frank Costa, urologist and surgeon and man behind Urology Institute of Pittsburgh. So you deal with this day in, day yep. out for many years, Doc, and I think Marty's really hit the nail on the head. Guys, stereotypically, don't want to talk about it, right? Yes, that's correct. We, uh, you know, we spoke about this before. Uh, the prostate gland is a very, uh, uh, very sensitive issue to talk about. Even with Defense Secretary, it's amazing that he didn't even apparently discuss this with the, uh, with the president and with his staff, so that uh, no one knew about this for several days. This actually epitomizes the the uh, the way men think about this. Here you have a, a man, very high level, very intelligent, and uh, really felt this was such a personal issue that. Uh, didn't go through the proper chain of command for uh, relinquishing his powers during the time where he was being treated. So, uh, and you can see how it really affects everybody, no yep. matter who you are, and no matter what level of uh, uh, work that you perform. It's a, it's a very sensitive issue. But I really want to encourage men to please, please, please make sure that you take your prostate uh, uh, issues seriously and that you get a checkup. Hey, man, this guy, Dr. Costa, who's a legend, and you love him. Um, he changed my life. And I'm serious, Larry. I see him like a week and a half later. He does a procedure. It's called a Eurolift. Changed everything. I am 100% the way I'm supposed to be. And if I hadn't gone to him, I would just hide this problem. In misery. In misery. Why is it that men are so sensitive about this, Doc? Mm, yeah. Well, first of all, I'd like to make a very important distinction between benign disease of the prostate, which since you uh already exposed yourself on the on the radio yep. I will, i'll take to the fact that yours was benign disease and yep. so you had urinary symptoms yep. yes prostate cancer even though it can occur concurrently with benign disease is a separate more serious issue yep. to deal with because prostate cancer can kill you and uh i want to i want to make sure that people know that it is the uh, uh the most common cancer in men is prostate cancer second to skin cancers wow. and it is the second leading cause of cancer death after lung wow. cancer wow it, in 2023, we'll have about 280,000 men 
in the United States that will be diagnosed with prostate cancer, and 35,000 will die. And uh, so it's a serious issue. And again, I want to underscore the fact that prostate cancer can be completely asymptomatic. That means you cannot have the symptoms that you had, for instance, which yours were due to prostatic enlargement. Right. So the prostate cancer has to be checked regardless of whether or not you have symptoms or not by uh, screening. Now, there's some controversies when you start screening, but I want, in my opinion, and according to at least our AUA guidelines, men should have a, uh, a PSA uh, a level check, which is a blood test at age 40. And if you are African-American and if you have a positive family history, your risk of having prostate cancer increases. And it's incumbent then for patients that are African-American or have a prostate cancer history in their family that they get their prostate level, uh, the prostate PSA checked and their prostate examination done also because they're at increased risk. And prostate cancer can be cured. You can have a 95% chance of complete cure if you, wow. if you catch the cancer early. It's when you let it go that uh, it becomes a problem and that it causes death. And as I mentioned, it's the second leading cause of cancer death in the United States. So the practical takeaway, Doc, is you mentioned getting checked. An annual checkup includes a PSA check. Is that correct? That's correct. Now, there's been some controversy as to whether or not you should have a digital examination. I myself feel very strongly that you should have that done because I've had several patients that have had normal PSA levels and I could feel an abnormality on their exam. And this has basically saved their lives because what happens sometimes, PSA is a protein that's in the blood released by the prostate. If the tumor, the worse the tumor is, sometimes the PSA level is undetectable because it doesn't produce it because the tumor is so deranged that it doesn't produce the PSA. And that's why it's important, in my opinion, to do an examination, a digital rectal examination, because even if you find five or six patients a year that have a nodule, on the exam, but the PSA is normal, and I, I, I can tell you several patients that it happens every year, and it's important for the physician, the surgeon, the urologist to check the prostate in addition to the PSA. Hey, Doc, Dr. Frank Costu, actually, uh, he said something really significant. I have several friends, Doc, who had this detected early, who had minor, minor radiation chemo and were cured because they detected this early. That's significant, isn't it, sir? That's the, that's the most significant because prostate cancer is, uh, is uh, again, classified according to stages. If we diagnose it in the early stages, there are many modalities that we can offer to patients that can treat, when appropriate, treat their cancer by uh, either surgery, radiation, uh, hormonal therapy, and so on and so forth. There are different types of treatment based on the stage at the time of diagnosis. Now, there are certain benefits, risks, and complications depending on the patient's age, uh, their preoperative situation, and most of the problems that men are uh, concerned about their sexual function. Uh, I was fortunate enough uh, when I was chief resident at UPMC at the VA hospital to do the first nerve sparing prostatectomy in Pittsburgh, and we have many, many good urologists on Pittsburgh uh, who offer the nerve sparing technique to preserve sexual function in men that have prostate cancer nice. that are young and whom sexual function is important. However, nice. there's other treatments, radiation uh, in certain uh, patients, depending on the, uh, the uh, uh, age of the patient, uh, their life expectancy, which is very important. Sometimes we diagnose prostate cancer and we don't have to treat it. In men that have low volume disease, that is when the amount of cancer is very small, or if it's a, uh, uh, on the microscopic level, is not a very aggressive form of cancer. We can sometimes monitor these patients based on their age and their medical condition and their life expectancy. So the take-home message is 
first of all, please make sure you get checked. See a urologist. Encourage your PCP to do a PSA if you're age 40. If you're African-American, have a positive family history, get a blood test done and an examination. And then depending on what that shows, the appropriate uh, uh, follow-up will be performed by a, a urologist uh, who's the only uh, who's a specialist for prostate cancer. Right, you ma'am. have to have a biopsy. He's the one that will do that. Dr. Frank Costa, we appreciate uh, your insight and expertise. Thanks, Doc. Thanks, my man. Okay. Uh, are there any other questions? Or, or no, not? we're cool, man. We appreciate you, brother. I'm hoping, because this is our demo, the guys listening are in our age group, man. They need to hear this stuff. It's important. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. All right. Thank you. This is the Big K Morning Show. Marty had an issue with Rosie, his pet dog. Yeah, what the is dumb it? dog. A, a doodle? It's a mini golden doodle. Yeah, mini golden doodle. He posted a video where he had a dinner plate licked clean and then... As you pan down, right, you see the dog looking very guilty under the table. So I left the house to pick up my son at swimming. I came back. I had a full quesadilla, the whole plate. My wife makes quesadillas. Who cares? Dog jumped up on my chair, jumped up on the table, ate the entire quesadilla, and has done this three or four times. I had to grab the guru, the best in the world, dog trainer Paul Anthony. My brother, what's up? Buddy, how are you? Paul, you got to help Marty. What do they do, man? What do we do? Can can you train them out of eating anything on the table? Larry, um, let me tell you this. There's no help for Rosie when it comes to Christine's quesadillas. (laughs) I mean, she's like Oakmont Bakery when it comes to these quesadillas. (laughs) You know, we had had Christine's quesadillas at our wedding. I mean, so it's famous. I mean, anytime there's a quesadilla, (laughs) Rosie's going to get it. Anything else we could help her with, but, you know, not not a quesadilla. What do you do, though? Can you do anything to keep him from jumping on the table? Yeah, how do you, what do you train do, man? them to? Because yeah. a lot of dogs do this, oh, apparently. Yeah, yeah, you just you just teach them to stay away from the table. You know, you 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 reward them for staying away from the table, and, and, and you know, you correct them a little bit for getting next to the table. But, uh, but yeah, definitely you can, uh, you can help this. And, and this is a, a problem that probably 90% of, the, of our clients have. No, no doubt. My friend's dog ate an entire ham off the table. Yes, I, I believe it. I mean, we had a dog, a client's dog, that ate a whole turkey at Thanksgiving. What? You know, they turned around. You know, they, 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 they did some things. They come back, and the turkey's gone. They looked down, and the dog had a, you know, a drumstick in its mouth. No. So... Yeah, yeah. I hope. Yes, this this stuff happens. It can't help that I give her food from my plate just about every night. Well, you shouldn't do that. You no, know, I absolutely. Think you got to train Marty, Paul. Right, I got issues, man. You, you know, I, I denied Christine's request on that so many times. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it finally might have to happen, though. I need that shock collar, brother. Paul Anthony, one of our hometown heroes. <laughs> Love thank, him. Thank you, Paul. More to come. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great day. You're the man. You too.